All right, welcome back to The Observation. I hope you're enjoying your weekend, early beginning of the week. I'm not sure when this is gonna air. Uh, we got a little off schedule this week, but I hope wherever you're listening to this, you're enjoying your, your day. Um, I just got back from a trip to Breckenridge with some of my college friends, and it was such a blast. Um, and so I'm feeling really, really relaxed and rejuvenated. Um, we have some interesting observations today on the show. A little bit all over the place, but we're just gonna roll with it, you know? Uh, today we are observing the Latter-day Saints debacle, Noster, a decentralized social media platform, the Haley Bieber versus Selena Gomez drama, which has just erupted over the internet, and potentially community college. We'll see if we get to that. Um, but before we dive into the podcast, I want to shout out to our sponsors, Cash App. The observation is powered by Cash App. When personal finance meets your funds and the stuff that matters, that's money, that's Cash App. Stuff that matters is like what I did in Breckenridge, which was go snowmobiling. I've gone before, by the way, and I don't know why snowmobiling freaks me out a little bit. So I had my friend drive and I kind of just chilled in the back and sometimes that's the move. Sometimes you just need to chill in the back. Um, but there was a wonderful, wonderful uh, instructor, if you will, his name is Reed, at Good Times Snowmobiling in Breckenridge, Cal Colorado, excuse me. Um, and we tipped him with Cash App. So, you know, those are the things that matter. Tip your snowmobile instructors with Cash App. Um, and all right, so the Latter-day Saints Church, aka the Mormon Church, has been fined $5 million by the SEC after creating secretly a $38 billion fund. They have been secretly creating a fund and hid it through shell companies for the past 20 years and silently created one of the largest wealth funds out there uh, over the past 20 years. So it's just like, first of all, $5 million fine on 38 billion? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's the, what the SEC wants to find? That's what they, that's what you want to find? Um, I guess it's just, is a tough thing. I grew up very, very close to a lot of uh, Latter-day Saints individuals and they're, they're really, honestly, a great, great people. A lot of friends that were Mormon. They're really wholesome families. I babysit for a lot of them. I, I like Mormons, man. I like them. Um, but this just goes back to show this entire shift that we've had for a long time is this shift from corruption in religious institutions and financial institutions and really in any institution where there's power governments etc we all, we know this that the path forward is being a sovereign individual alliances and communities are great but we need to remember to verify and not trust because this is absolutely egregious and I do, I feel for Mormons because I, I can imagine this sort of awakening that you have where you're like, well, the church always told us to be honest and not hide and conceal things and to be forthcoming and kind. Uh, and then they did. Why did they hide it? I personally think that they hid it because people would not 
tithe the way that they should, if they knew how much money the Mormon church has, why are you going to publicly disclose this when you could just hide it and pretend like you don't have this much money? Um, it's sad. You know, I'm Catholic, so corruption runs deep there. Not going to point fingers. I just think the, the move forward is to be aware that pretty much everything is corrupt. Moving into something that I find really fascinating um, is a new decentralized protocol layer called Noster that alleviates censorship and control. How does it do that? Basically, there is no algorithm. It is decentralized. So that means that you are holding most of the data, not the social media site, not Noster. You are given a public key and a private key. And with your private key, uh, you can basically get into different clients and which is your private key is basically like your signature. Um, you can get into the platform um, and use different clients on Noster uh, in different ways. So there's lots of clients that operate as a similar Twitter website where you can go in and tweet, put pictures, put anything on there, but you are at the end of the day holding most of the data and most of the information, um, which gets a little complicated, but I have been on it and I, I've actually been on it for a month. Um, and it, this is like Noster Noster is the like sort of, it's not anti-Twitter, but it is the decentralized version of Twitter. Um, and, and you can build other things on Noster, different sort of clients, right? It's not just, uh, and it's just not social. You can build different things, but it's basically the like equivalent of a Twitter. Um, and what is a decentralized social media? There's been so many attempts to create decentralized social media. Well, the main thing that we've come across over the past few years is who gets to speak and who's kicked off and who is allowed in and who's not in, and it's become very political. So uh, this decentralized social media attempt has been really interesting and I've been testing it out. Um, I find it fascinating and I love when new tech evolves. I was on Twitter in the early days. I, mean, I think I was on Twitter in 2009 and I remember what you could do on Twitter at the time was get like SMS text messages to your phone of your favorite people. So I remember I had Paris Hilton and Justin Bieber and a few other people. And I would have like, I think I had a Nokia brick phone and I would get messages from Twitter being like, Paris Hilton just tweeted, that's hot. And I thought that was the most amazing thing. So it's always amazing to be first to some sort of social media platform as it's breaking out. Um, and just seeing how people behave with the tech. I think that's also something interesting. You can spill, like, spin technology out into the world, but how people use it and play with it is sometimes usually very different than what the creator uh, intended for it, which is, I think, what we're seeing a lot happen with Bitcoin right now. Um, so Noster is, is cool amongst Bitcoiners because Bitcoiners you know, obviously believed in from the beginning of a like hands-off approach from governments, from banks to allow financial freedom. Now, this is a basically going after uh, freedom of speech, uh, social media, media freedom. And so 
it's giving everyone equal access, equal playing field. Um, why it's decentralized is there's no centralized server. If you think about a TikTok, uh, a Facebook, uh, like literally anything that's out there, there is a centralized server that stores all your data that you put in there. They're allowed to choose who gets to speak or who not, who gets to not speak. So sometimes I'll put a TikTok out there and I'm like, this is an amazing TikTok. I made the best dog TikTok the other day. Should have been easily a few mil. Literally like a hundred likes, but th that's the thing. It has an algorithm and it spins things out the way it sees fit. With Noster, you just follow and post just how you feel and it kind of pops up in just a timeline. So I, I'm really excited about it. The other thing I am thrilled about on Noster is that you can basically send anyone who has a lightning address uh, on their profile some Bitcoin. Um, lightning address is a layer two solution that helps you send Bitcoin pretty much instantly. And I connected a lightning address to my social media account on Noster and people were tipping me like, tipping, sending, I don't know, so, so many Satoshis, which are small denominations of Bitcoin, on the app. So I was like, well, this is really cool and very nice of everyone to do. Thank you very much. Um, and another thing that I found out is Cash App has Noster. Cash App is on Noster and Cash App has Lightning compatibility, which means you can, first of all, shout out to Cash App for just being early AF to a social media, like, platform as it's evolving. So cool. Um, and so, yeah, I can use Cash App to send people Bitcoin on a decentralized social media website, not website protocol, but you feel, I feel like it gives everyone a chance to talk and no one can do anything about it. No one can get kicked off either, which might be a negative, right? Because I actually already had to block somebody on Noster. Um, and if I have to give it like, why is it not cool? Honestly, it's technical. It's technical. Um, for the normal like lay person, not crypto uh, focused. It feels very Web3. The people on Noster probably don't want to be associated with Web3, but it's very similar to how you would have an ETH address and you would plug that into basically like MetaMask or send it to anybody or go on uh, OpenSea and plug that in. It's the same thing. Um, and I think that if you aren't super technical, getting it set up, getting your account verified, creating a, a profile picture you have to link out to like a URL for the site, it's all very, uh, it's a little difficult to set up if you're new. And I don't know if everyone's totally ready for that, but that is a good thing because, because it links out to different URLs that means that there is no centralized server holding all that data and hosting your information. That means that it's in different spots, but you can use it as you will on your site. So I hope that kind of um, gave a little explanation of what Noster is. I'm, I'm totally excited about this. Like I'm gonna be on there. You should follow me. I'll drop my public key in the description below. But I, I'm pumped about the decentralized social media. I think that algorithms and people getting kicked off, the left has been super upset about everyone coming back. The right like feels like they are shadow banned. It's this really controversial topic in America and really 
across the world. Um, people are always arguing about Facebook's policies, about Twitter's policies, uh, about uh, really every platform has some sort of political slant or leaning. And now that something isn't political, maybe more people will join. So we'll see. Also, it's great for the adoption of Bitcoin. And I will say this app is not a Bitcoin focused app. There are a lot of Bitcoiners on it right now, but it is not strictly Bitcoin. Um, and I and the tipping, sending, zapping is actually what it's called feature on Noster is more of a feature than really anything else. But I do think it's worth checking out. So. I will put information below and perhaps I'll make a video on YouTube kind of explaining how to get your account set up because I did kind of uh, check out a video by BTC Sessions, which is great. So you can look that up too um, to get my account set up and going. So check that out. Really big fan of Noster. I think this is the future. I don't know how everyone's going to deal with it because I know it's already difficult to get your like your mom to use a printer. You know, she's always calling you like, how do I use this printer? <laughs> Um, so maybe that's the future. I don't know. Okay. The other thing on my mind right now is the rise of Mean Girls. Like, Mean Girls is back. Uh, there has been some drama on the internet with Hailey Bieber and Selena Gomez. And if you have not been aware of this petty drama, which, you know, I was even debating including this in here, but I think it's worth saying because this is a female show and we talk about all kinds of issues tech and culture so Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez have not gotten along probably like their whole life because of Justin Bieber Justin Bieber dated Selena Gomez all right everyone pretty much knows that he ended up marrying Haley Bieber we thought they were fine they posted a picture last year at some event and the internet exploded like no one ever thought we'd see them in a picture together. Um, and then recently things got a little weird. Uh, the drama basically started because Selena posted a TikTok of her eyebrows laminated. Now I've lost all the men at this point. Lamination means that you permed your eyebrows into like a straight up position. Um, and she was just saying like, oh, like I accidentally laminated my eyebrows too much. Then, a few hours later, Kylie Jenner posted a FaceTime screenshot of Hailey Bieber and herself focusing on their eyebrows. And a selfie with, like, the text over it said, this was an accident over their own eyebrows. Now, I, I know what you guys are thinking. Who cares? Like, what does this matter? It's a coincidence. And... TikTok and Twitter and everyone have been talking about this. Like, there have been multiple incidences where Hailey Bieber has, like, kind of shaded Selena Gomez. And we're like, oh, it's a coincidence. The other thing that's also a coincidence is Kylie and Selena Gomez are in the fight to be, like, the top dog on Instagram. They're neck and neck to be the most followed woman on Instagram. Also stupid and who cares, right? But but there's a larger point here. And I think the larger point is that we as a society have gotten away from mean girl culture. Mean girl culture, what is that? Back in early 2000s when the movie Mean Girls came out, there were people who 
really acted like that and being like kind of a bitch to your friends was a was a thing that was acceptable and girls were really vicious and mean together that script by tina fey was written about the way women t treat each other and it's it's honestly shitty um and they would treat their friends like that they treat girls that they didn't like that men don't quite do that women are can be that way but as time has gone on we have as a gender, I would say, gotten more to be like a girl's girl. Most of us, we are supporting women. We are like pro other women winning. It's not as, hopefully not as much of a competition. So what do I think happened here? I totally think that Kylie Jenner and Hailey Bieber did this on purpose and they didn't think they were going to get caught and they ended up getting caught. They were like, oh, we, we didn't think 200, you know, million people would find out about this we thought maybe only two million would and like it would be sneaky shade um and to that i say selena gomez is one of the kindest most hardworking people not a nepotism baby and she has not really done anything to deserve this there's an interesting move right now happening with nepotism babies and people kind of getting called out for their privilege or how they got to spots I don't think that it's anyone's fault how they were born into this world, but I do think the transparency, right? We've been talking a lot about transparency on this podcast and to extend on that, like transparency of the Mormon church and transparency of a social media site. Well, transparency on how people got their jobs and got their wealth and got their position or whatever that is, I think is an interesting concept. Um, and so just being transparent on my upbringing in my career I and nepotism and where people are. Um, I went to community college and I grew up in the Southwest United States. I think oftentimes when I tell people that I was born outside of the Navajo reservation and then lived there um, in a town called Gallup, New Mexico, and then lived on the reservation where my parents were teaching, and people may not know this, but the government subsidizes teachers with teacher housing and they also pay them a little bit more than the regular teachers do in Arizona um, or whatever respective state they live in to teach on the reservation because it's a very remote and desolate place. Um, that, that, that's sort of like an incentive program. But um, I was up there and people immediately have no idea how to respond to me to the southwest to new mexico to the navajo reservation to arizona and i don't know why that is i almost think the southwest is almost more forgotten and the reservations and indigenous people are more forgotten about than comparatively people say the midwest um, is always forgotten the southwest has its own sort of issues that are very complex um, and political and so we're not going to get into that but I will say that you know growing up with parents who were in public education and did so for like 30 years my dad's retired now my mom does real estate now um, it's, a, it's an interesting perspective I was a teacher's child twice like a double teacher's child it's kind of interesting um, and then we lived the rest of our life in Mesa, Arizona, and that is, you know, looking back, I thought my education was fine. When I moved to New York in the East Coast, it is just not like that. It is private schools, 
private colleges, and if you didn't go to any of those things, you were automatically sort of judged. And I've just felt that in my time being there. So, for example, uh, one of the first things when you first moved to New York, because you have nothing to talk about in your little life than where you went to school or what job you work at. Usually it's like, what do you do? What are you, what are you working on? Whatever. Uh, it was like, where did you go to college? And I used to lie all the time and be like, ASU. Because when I said New Mexico State University, people would just not get it. They were just not, they would be like, what are you talking about? Uh, and then they'd say the better college, which is uh, UNM up in Albuquerque. Um, and I'd be like, no, actually it's the one in Las Cruces. Um, and I just think this is like such an interesting thing because people want to make connections immediately with you to bond. So though, if you're like, oh, I went to Princeton, they're like, oh, I had like five buddies that were on the rowing team in Princeton. And I'm like, I went to New Mexico state. And they're like, ah, what? Like, we, we don't know anyone there. Why did you go to school in New Mexico? And to be honest, that was what I could afford. I went to New Mexico because my parents, even though they taught thousands and thousands of students, a lot of my friends, they could not afford to send me to college. Even in, though I had good grades, they tapered off a little bit towards the end because I was being a little reckless and honestly worked multiple jobs um, because I was going to school, you know, and I was in high school after the housing crisis happened and the economy was really bad so I was working and paying my mom and doing a lot of stuff that was that was super tough and um, I could not focus entirely on on school so I you know I got accepted to in-state colleges but I was like basically I kind of was getting bullied and I was like I'm I want to get out I, I've gone to community college for two years um, and I went to Maricopa Community College uh, which is very lonely and I just want to shout out to people who go to community college because it is like a detention a high school like a graduated high school detention you go from like your senior year being the top of the school to just driving your car every day to some classroom and going to class and kind of hating your life i actually always found joy in every situation i've been in so i didn't mind community college as much but you know that was the rise of social media and people were posting where they were going to school and i was like i can't relate. There's no culture. You literally show up and then you leave. Um, but that said, no one in this world knows besides people listening to this podcast that I went to community college, uh, or that I went to New Mexico state. And now it's one of my biggest flexes. And so why I think I'm telling this story is because I think that it doesn't matter where you go to school. It really doesn't because I ended up in the same room of all the people that I admired that uh, went to these really nice schools. It genuinely is about how hard you work and how kind you are to people. And I, that is your legacy. That is what people remember you by. No one remembers if you went to community college. Nobody remembers if you went to a state school. Um, and so if you do those things, I genuinely believe that shines through and that is a long way of saying that is why i'm telling team selena gomez in this because girl i i relate to you just you worked hard you you you're kind like you are not a nepotism baby and there's nothing wrong with growing up with wealth but we all know like 
that these girls are not being nice and Selena's kind and worked hard. And I think that's what shines through at the end of the day. Not comparing myself to Selena Gomez, just trying to show that it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you come from. All that matters is how kind you are and that you work hard for what you deserve. Um, so that's this week's observations. Um, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Share the observation with all of your friends. Make them subscribe. I will love you forever. And I hope you have a great rest of whatever you're doing. Um, and I'll see you back here next time. Good luck and Godspeed. Also, I'm going to be at ETH Denver. So if you're there, come say hi. I'm going to be doing some interviews at my hotel. So thanks for tuning in. You don't